0: Here we go. Welcome to episode 112 of Auto Off Topic. What's up, Brad? Not much. What's going on with you? Not too much. You know, I was behind an Evo 10 on the way home today Mark. work. An Evo X, if you will. Evo X. Um, actually, they're never called an Evo 10 in this country. They're just Evo X? Actually, they were never called numbers in this country from 03 to the generation after that and the generation after that. there are always Lancer Evolutions. They were never numbered. There was no X on the back of the ten? There were nope. Hmm. Nope. Just a Lancer Evolution. Just for whatever reason it was licensing, they never numbered the cars in the US.
1: That's weird. I yeah. owned one Fun and I forget that. Fact. I feel like my car like it referred to so often as an Evo eight that it was really said evolution eight on the back, but I guess not.
0: Nope, people would add it, but it was never sold here as an evo 8 an evo 9 or an evo 10 Hmm. Mm-hmm. i'll have to go back and look at pictures of my car
1: i mean i assume you're right i just never thought of it because it was just such a normal thing to name them by
0: generation mm-hmm. uh but anyway uh i think it was an 08 it looked like it from the side skirts it had aftermarket taillights i couldn't tell but it had um exhaust on it and uh he realized i was, I was behind him in the wrx so he was like we were kind of we we're driving on like back roads like 30 to 40 miles an hour so he was just behind in traffic so he was just like in second and third gear just letting it overrun and pop and stuff and a uh a nice two liter four cylinder inline four cylinder with exhaust is like perfect generally
1: an overhead cam dual overhead cam two liter four cylinder
0: well what do you have any uh non-overhead cam two liter four cylinders dual overhead cam single cams can sound all right it's gotta be a lumpy gam though.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I fear I feel like four cylinders are hard to make sound good.
0: No, a two liter four cylinder, especially with a turbo on it. A turbo quiets it down. Yeah. They sound real good. I just I mean it's gotta be the
1: right it's gotta be the right engine. They don't all sound good. Well I mean think of a lot of straight piped four cylinders that I've heard in my lifetime and they sound terrible. Well this was not
0: straight type, straight piped. Yeah, so. but some do sound good really loud. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably just the architecture of the Mitsubishi two liter. That's that what I mean.
1: It's got to be the right engine. Like, I can think of a lot of
0: but like of cars that just sound awful. A four B eleven sounds nearly identical to a four G six It does, so, um, but anyway. So I'm looking at pictures Mich- of EVOs right
1: now, in Mitsubishi. the back, the back trunk, to be specific. Yeah, um, and yeah, they all just say Evolution.
0: Yeah, for USDM and models.
1: I forgot. How terrible the evolution badge was on the Evo. 8s. It was a
0: huge, long script, like two feet long across no, the whole trunk. It, it, wasn't. it was not.
1: That was people added. That was on the Evo nines. Oh. And they added them on the eights. It was a little chrome emblem in the bottom left corner. It was like a cursive script, and it looks like a fake Pep Boys emblem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was added on afterwards. Yeah, it looks dumb. I don't remember being that bad. I think I might have taken mine off. Probably. I don't remember. It was so long ago I owned that car.
0: I owned that car in like oh, 4 MRs, you could get them, and they came black. And uh, the MR logo was cool because it was a red MR. Yep, that was cool. Uh, the, the taillights were so bizarre, too, when they came out. I feel like they were late to the Alteza taillight party. You know, I got pulled over for mine. There were people that got pulled over for those. They got pulled over for the spoilers. I, I got pulled
1: over for the exhaust, the spoiler, and the taillights all in one
0: ticket. And it was like the uh, car actually, had been out for like two or three years.
1: Yeah. well, Yeah, it wasn't brand new, and the guy just pulled me over and gave me a ticket for um, non-factory, non-DOT taillights, modified exhaust. Yeah, even and
0: though the taillights had DOT molded into them. And obstruction of
1: rearward vision.
0: Yeah. It was the stupidest ticket. Didn't you bring the the like? I, brought, I brought a d-
1: dealership brochure and a picture of my car to court to fight it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm looking at the Evo 9s, and man, our memory is not helping us right now. What? They also have the little Lancer Evolution in the corner. Yeah. So the ones that said Evolution in like a two-foot script across the middle were not American market cars. And if you ever saw it here, it
0: was added. Yeah. So. People did that with the Evo X too. What did the Evo X come with across the middle? Nothing? People would add the ones from the, it was the same. It had a little Lancer, and then it was Evolution underneath it.
1: I'm not remembering this now, because you see so many modified ones, it's hard to remember
0: what they look like stock.
1: I mean... Oh, yeah, it's pretty much the same. The, the chrome Mitsubishi emblem in the middle, in the bottom left corner, Lancer Evolution. I'd take a clean 4B11 car. I mean, yeah. That, I wouldn't turn one down. I'd prefer... Uh, I, I, You know, I really miss two cars from my past. I miss my Talon. Yeah. And I miss my Evo.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, we've covered this before, yeah. but yeah... No, because and I miss. I wish I'd kept my STI because it'd still be pretty much as nice as it was then as is now.
1: Yeah.
0: I, that didn't really make sense. That was really what about? It made sense. You would have kept it nice.
1: Yes. You're I just would. bitter because the guy who who bought it destroyed just, it in like a year.
0: Yeah, actually, the guy who bought my Evo 10 destroyed it as well. That's annoying. Like the car was like mint, perfect.
1: Yeah, it's annoying. I couldn't tell you what happened to my car. I traded in and then, far um, away. I never started again.
0: Yeah, that's... And the annoying thing is that those generation cars um, held their value. Like, I don't think... Uh, so when I traded in my Evo... I don't think 08 and up Evos
1: held that same value. No. So when I traded in my 03, yeah. I got 19 grand for it. Yep. It had 36,000 miles yeah. on it. And now ones with 100K... Are 19 grand. Yeah. It's super annoying. I yeah. should have kept the damn... You're making me angry now, Andrew. Let's move on. Why? Well, Let's
0: what, not talk about Mitsubishi's
1: anymore. We're
0: we're Renault no people now. Sure. <laughs> what's a car that we can? Get, what's an entry level car we could buy now, and then keep it, and be worth money? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Zero cars. <laughs> no. Although, if you told me
1: then that that would happen with that car, I told you you were crazy. Because no. I, remember, I remember I remember, when I traded my car in, I remember having a conversation with you about this, that, man, I can't wait for these to be $5,000 used cheap cars, because I'm going to buy another one. Well, and it never happened.
0: No, ones that have been run real hard are. Yeah, but I don't want that. Yeah.
1: I was thinking of cars like your WRX. You know, it's a five dollars $6,000 car now. Mm-hmm. It's not that much less of a performer than the Evo. No. Less knife-edged than an Evo. Yeah. But it's not, I don't know, it's it's so cheap. It's just the cars were rare. I, I don't they know. were limited to production. They were expensive when they were new. They were very specialized. A lot of specialized parts. I want to say I and feel nice like... nice ones held
0: their value. I want to say like I feel like I had that feeling. Like It was like, these are going to be the last of the analog sports cars. Then why, sir, did you let me trade it in? Why'd you let me get rid of mine? Because I already got rid of mine, and it was just only fair. So... It's your fault, and you can say it's my fault. All right. It's both of our faults. Yep. We ruined it. Ruined cars. For everybody. But, uh, well, you know what it was? It was the allure of the Red Mirage. It was like, we don't
1: need anything else. I don't think that was it at all. I think it was the allure of less monthly payments. Yeah, basically. It's basically what it was. I know the only reason I got rid of mine is because I moved from, like, a super cheap apartment to a normal priced apartment. And I was like, man, I should get a cheaper car. So I traded it in on a cheaper car, and then I got burned because I traded it in on a Volkswagen Golf GTI. Yeah, Poor decision. <laughs> the car payment was cheaper, but it was offset because the car was a two-door, and it was a GTI. My insurance rate was a ton more. <laughs> so it just it evened out in the end, and, and I the, didn't have the Evo anymore. And then those cars
0: aren't worth anything.
1: Well, thankfully, I got out of that one pretty quickly, yeah. so I didn't lose any money. But yeah, those cars are like free now. I was laughing about that at work today, actually, because we had one come in and it was totaled
0: at $3,000. And I remember, Ooh. like, man, mine cost like eighteen grand. <laughs> yeah. They were nice when they were new. Yeah, it was a nice car. I remember driving it for a while. It was yeah, a fun car. Yeah. yeah, you drove it for a while when I lost my license. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Aww. Not mm-hmm. only did have a car payment and a higher insurance, and then I had no license. Mm-hmm. Man, 05 was tough. 04, <laughs> 06. Whatever yeah. range, somewhere in that range. Yeah. I don't remember specifically when I lost my license, but it wasn't pretty. No. But whatever. Thanks to Massachusetts and their three moving violations in, or five moving violations in five years, is that what
0: it was? I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever.
1: They're all stupid,
0: too. I remember I was driving it because... I couldn't. No, uh, you let me borrow it because my SI... Oh, got rear-ended. I got rear-ended and pushed in the car in front of me. Yeah and uh, then it had a little damage from my mom backed into it. Yep, he painted the whole car over. Yeah, they basically painted the entire car. Hmm. This is a walk down memory lane. What yeah. else is going on, Andrew? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just having my voice crack. Um, pedantic corrections department? Um, Not really correction; just more of an oversight. Yeah, yeah. So my dad uh, helped a bunch with this poro too. We just kind of glossed over that bit. But uh, we always appreciate his, his uh, knowledge and help.
1: If it wasn't for your dad um, and his mechanical knowledge, I don't think we'd be where we are today as far as working on
0: cars. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he explained multiple times to me how that transmission worked. Mm-hmm. I sort of understand it. The way a torque converter works. I get it. Yeah. It's still magic. I don't want to accept it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's still magic. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of...
1: Uh, it's weird. It's just a weird thing. We don't want to understand how they work because we don't have to own them.
0: It's we basically the I don't want to have to own them. Yeah. But there are certain vehicles that just only came with them. And I like those vehicles despite the terrible transmission.
1: There aren't that many, though.
0: Auto tragedy. There aren't that many. Name
1: one car that only came with an automatic that you still desire to own.
0: My Montero. Those came manual, didn't they? Not in that trim level. So, yeah. Okay, fine. But, I mean, that's
1: that. I don't know. I don't know. Th- anyway, thanks, Tony Pascarella, for being the guy you've been and helping us learn how to fix cars. Yeah. Um. It's really helped a lot, and it's really helped us continue to drive old crap cans in a world of boring computer cars.
0: Mm. Oh, what are you drinking for beer?
1: Uh, I hate to admit this. I'm drinking a collaboration beer. Um, I bought it because I went to the liquor store to buy one of our favorites, uh, Bentwaters Boris. But they had sold out of it. And they had this Harpoon beer, which is a Harpoon Dunkin' Donuts collaboration. So it's a Harpoon Dunkin' Coffee Porter. And I'm not going to lie, it's not terrible. It's pretty good, actually.
0: It's Harpoon, Duncan, Porter.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not terrible. I don't like to admit that I'm enjoying it, but I bought it with the hopes that it'll ha- be good. Harpoon's not bad. No, but everything Duncan is usually bad. I expected a burnt coffee tasting beer, but no, it's actually pretty delicious. Andrew's not trying a sip; and mm. he will confirm it's pretty drinkable. Uh, no, that's <laughs> a
0: that's a that's a good beer. Yeah. It's a good coffee beer.
1: Immediately became Boston guy <laughs> the second he cracked the cap I'm, open.
0: I'm just do it because uh, we we have a bunch of listeners that are like, well, You guys you don't get,
1: sound like you're from Boston. Yeah. What the fuck are you guys talking about over
0: there? Yeah. yeah. But, go socks.
1: Oh, yeah. Speaking of, which are playing right now?
0: <laughs> do it in five. Five, kid.
1: Okay. This episode <laughs> is off the rails.
0: Uh, project car updates. Have you been working on anything, Andrew? Uh, I've only been working on the daily driver Subaru. That's the, okay. The daily driven project Subaru. Because it's more than I've been working on. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't think I mentioned this before. So the I noticed recently that the passenger side front wheel. I, was, I also haven't washed the car in like two months. Because just I've been dealing with the Talon and the and like, Talon and Galant and And when the Talon and the Galant get dirty, I'm like, oh, I want to wash those cars. Because I really care yep. about those cars. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm looking at the front wheel. And, you know, I do like a hundred miles a day and the right side front wheel, it's like way darker with brake dust than the driver's side wheel. I was like, eh, that's a little weird. And then one day, cause I'm in stop and go traffic and I had to panic stop. Um, the car pulled hard to the right. I was like, all right, that sort of makes sense. So yeah, it turns out, um, the right front caliper was doing the majority of the work and the driver's side caliper is was kind of seized up or starting to seize up
1: okay so that's why the right side was dirtier it wasn't like seized closed it was just doing work the left side wasn't doing anything
0: yeah okay yeah opposite of the way the rear gallant brakes were
1: (laughs) yeah opposite of what i thought was happening
0: too yeah so well that was what that's what tells you that is because when you hit the brakes it pulled to the right so yeah and then when i took it all apart the right side the pistons were pushed way far out and actually all the boots were ripped and the... Because uh, he burned through a lot of pad? Probably because they got hotter than the other side. Okay, that makes sense, too. And, yeah, it did... The pads were, like, two millimeters thinner than the opposite side. So it was doing some work on the driver's side, but or not Or just all hadn't of it. been stuck for long. Yeah, it was getting to the point where it, w- it would eventually lock up. And you could tell that the driver's side... Sorry, the passenger side had been replaced at some point before. And I'm not sure if the driver's side was. Okay. It was way rustier. But we had, uh, my work sells the brakes, and we recently started carrying brand new calipers for it. So that stuff needed uh, videos and some product testing. So I threw those on there and uh, drove it home. And uh, the brakes are pretty sweet. I going to say, did you test the brakes? Did they work? Yeah. They're drilled and slotted. Oh, fancy. With ceramic pads. So hopefully or is it 2003 closed. here? I don't know, they're pretty cool. I threw the same one, the same, not the same exact rotors, but the same design on the Talon, and mm-hmm. I really liked them. Okay. So. So you're saying they stopped the car. They do. Excellent. And uh, no pulsation. And uh, they look pretty good. So. They do look pretty aggressive, actually. I didn't hate the look of them. No.
1: I've always judged people for running, like, cross-drilled and slotted rotors.
0: The other thing, too, they come with a zinc coating to to prevent corrosion on the hat. Okay, so it will look better as well. Yeah, so they're pretty cool. All I'd, right, I definitely, uh, I'd put them on other cars. I wouldn't hesitate about it. I mean, you've had them for like two days now, so. Well, I, I we drove to Atlanta. Uh, we drove to Philly. When the Talon one. The That's Talon, right yep. The Talon. I used HPS pads and these rotors because I wanted a more aggressive pad than what's offered. Mm-hmm. But they did not make any noise with those pads so that's good so they do work with other pads didn't make a ton of dust either HPS pads don't make a ton of dust until you really start uh working them and then they'll start to make a lot of dust but if you're just using well
1: I know you drove all the way to Philadelphia on the car and didn't wash it and went to the car show with it and it looked clean so
0: yeah well I also threw ceramic pads in the back of it too mm-hmm. and the same ceramic pads are now in the back of the Galant okay because the white wheels um I forget what pads are in the front of the galant. But anyway. Somebody
1: yeah, no, anyway, but regardless, they stayed clean, which is what I noticed. Done. Because I went to the car
0: wash when we got to yeah. Philadelphia, you didn't have to. <laughs> Did a lot of breaks lately. So hopefully everything's all set for now. Oh, well, we
1: have to do breaks in the Sapporo still, too. But it'll probably be next spring. So. At this point. At this point, yeah. Just yeah. put it
0: away. Doesn't matter. And just uh, gather all the parts. And then as soon as it's warm outside, you can do them. I'll we'll do them again. And... Uh, yeah it's probably time to change all the the brake fluid in that thing anyways, oh, I'm sure it is,
1: and we already did the brakes in my daily truck, and we've already did a pad slap at least in the Raider, which is the vehicle that drive in the yeah. winter time, so actually, it's all new brakes in the back of the Raider. we did oh yeah, drums, shoes lines, everything, and it's all new lines in the front and a pad slap, so yeah, I think we're done with brakes for a while, <laughs> yeah, I hope
0: so. <laughs> I've not touched them in the Montero, but when I checked the they lining thickness, they were good. We, they
1: apart, were good yeah. so. we do have to do brakes on a friend's car still, though. A certain Hyundai
0: that I talked about before. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I keep forgetting about it. Oh, yeah. You got to tell me about that during the day and get your stuff.
1: Yeah, I keep forgetting about it because they're not reminding me of it. So during the day, I don't think to mm-hmm. get brakes for the Hyundai. Mm-hmm. So whatever.
0: All right. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> oh, take a oh. drink. Oh, okay. I got a drink. mm all right. Regardless. So I think that that kind of – oh, and I've been completely procrastinating and ignoring the rear strut because mm-hmm. it's super annoying. And uh, when I head up in the lift, like, I can push the wheel up and down with, like, almost no resistance. Oh, it's that's just on the good. spring. That's it's, not good. It's completely covered in oil, and, yeah, it, it rattles real bad over bumps. You're going to wind up ruining that tire. I am going to wind up ruining that tire, so i got to yeah, do it you like gotta next week.
1: got to do it. Yep.
0: <clears throat> so you should drive just the Montero so for the rest of the week. I probably will, because my foot's bother me, but... Because I'm old. <laughs> so old. Anyway.
1: No other Project Car Updates events. There was a Cars and Coffee this past weekend. Barely. It was very small. Uh, it did rain right before the show started. Um, it wound up being dry during the whole event, however. There were probably between 30 and 40 cars there, so it was a decent little turnout. Um... Nothing of super interest. It was a lot of more normal vehicles. Uh-huh. Uh, our friend Charles, who we met at Radwood with the MR2, was there. Oh, cool. Yep. Um, oh,
0: now I'm, I'm
1: bummed I He wasn't there out. in his MR2. He was there in his Jaguar XKR.
0: I chickened out because I walked out of my house. Here's the weather podcast. It was 40 degrees and raining. and I was like, I, I just don't want to stand outside. Well, well, it w- wasn't raining there, so it wasn't bad. <laughs> it was like the first day it was really cold was that Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was so angry about how cold it was and how wet and rainy it was. Well, it wasn't
1: wet and rainy up there, so it was fine. Right. But my father did drive up from... Whoa! Yeah, he was there. Because um, he called them out. No, stop. <laughs> he loves going to events. He loves doing cars. He does. Cars. What do he drive? He drove Miata, because when he left Salem, it was raining. So he had the Miata, and he drove it up there, and he said that it was raining like the whole way out of Salem, PBD, beginning of the highway and then the, as he got almost there it cleared up yeah. so it was never raining from my house up so somewhere down here where the rain he does
0: have a good taste in uh, summer daily so yeah
1: he's got a bridge racing green miata which is pretty nice which actually he just bought a hard top for whoa yeah
0: fancy a brg hard top or yep. like a red one no brg one <laughs> do you want to know how much you bought a hard top for
1: ah uh, I, so I what's a hard know. top on a miata worth right now I don't 800 need, bucks
0: i don't know probably 800 to a thousand
1: yeah okay and then How much was his hardtop?
0: 200 bucks? Half of that.
1: What? Yeah, he scored a $100 hardtop for his Miata.
0: You know why? Because people that have them that don't have the car anymore are like, this Just is want to annoying. go annoying. Get yeah. this out of here. So not only did he score a $100 hardtop for his Miata, it was delivered to him.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> want to blow up
0: his spot, but I know that Miata was a good deal too. Yeah, so. he got a
1: great deal in the car and not a top. So it's definitely a cool, a cool, cool get for him. So I mean, he was driving an RX-7 convertible daily in the summertime. Anyways, it's not like he needed another summertime daily, but I think he felt like he was putting too many miles on the RX-7, and he wanted something else.
0: So, <laughs> your has get car luck too, because so many people know him, and so many people know he's into cars. There's like, hey, there's this random cheap car that yeah. you might be interested in. Yep, and they just tell him about it. So it happens. That's why I've got a lot of cars too. It's <laughs> just it is what it is. Um,
1: but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very jealous of his Miata purchase and the top purchase now as well. I would love to have that car and just daily it. But, anyway, so he drove up to the show. He said it was raining most of the way up, but it cleared up the closer he got there. Uh, and he stayed pretty much the whole time, which was awesome. Um, our friend Jordan was there with his Datsun pickup. Um, like I said, Charles was there in a Jaguar like XKR. XJR. Is that a new one? It's a newer one. Fancy V8 supercharged.
0: Oh, yeah. one of those
1: like new, new ones. Not a new, new, like a early two thousands. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. really cool looking car. Um, but I also learned that the mr two that he had at Radwood was two Z Z swapped.
0: Oh, the Lotus engine.
1: So Toyota engine out of a Celica GTS, but it is the same engine use yeah, yeah, in yeah, the Lotus. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that engine in a first gen mr two makes for like a budget Lotus Elise. That must be really fast. Yeah, I was shocked to learn that. that I, I was like, oh, that is amazing. So, anyway.
0: I've always wanted to drive an MR2. Mm-hmm. They're
1: cool guys. They're, they're like, they're my that rotate a little more.
0: Remember that blue one that was in our neighborhood? I think it was a supercharged one. The first gen? Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had the
1: weird, like, shield over the back window. It's a Toyota backwards in it, so it reflected correctly in the back window. I thought they all had that. Not all of them, no. This one definitely did, though. That was a supercharged car, though. Yeah. Eight, we're talking AW11s. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, that event was this weekend. Um, there were an odd amount of muscle cars that were there, which was cool, uh, and a donk, which was a first. I saw the picture.
0: Yeah, it was like a Lincoln on like 28s. I was like, well, what is this? <laughs> it's a weird car to build around here. Yeah, whatever. Just because the roads are so bad? To each their own. I know. To I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying it's a strange car to pick because the... Like down in Atlanta, the roads are like really smooth, mm-hmm. and you can get away with a car that has like a twenty-five series. I don't tire think they number it. them at that point, do they? There's like no tire at all. Yeah, it's a chrome wheel road. Yeah, the wagon wheel with a rubber strip on it. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting, interesting choice of. How do you even? How do you raise the car to fit those wheels? You know,
1: I actually meant to go look at it because I wanted to kind of crawl underneath it, look, and see how it was done, but I never quite got to it. I assume, I'm pretty sure that that body style Lincoln is full independent suspension. So yeah. I assume it's just like custom coils.
0: I say, are they always
1: body on frame cars that have to be donked? No, because that wasn't a body on frame car. That's a unibody car. Mm. And there's some famous ones that I've seen pictures of down south. Like this, my, my favorite one used in a sarcastic manner is the aqua green Murano cross cab on 32s. That is definitely not a body-on-frame vehicle. Ooh. <laughs> that's pretty gross. <laughs> Cross cabs a gross vehicle to begin with. They are, and yeah. then you jack it up and put 32s on it. It's really bad. Ugh. Yeah, just do yourself a favor and Google that one. I'm sure you can find it by doing Murano Donk. it would probably come up.
0: I don't know. There's something about uh, sidewall. You can have a sidewall.
1: Yeah, that's what we prefer, obviously.
0: No, it just looks, I don't know. It almost looks like a toy when you put giant wheels on a car. So, if you Google Murano Dunk, it is the... It is that one?
1: Th- there are two of them, apparently. There's an orange one and a green one. Maybe it was the orange one became the green one. I don't know. But, yeah, there's at least two or three of them. But the green one that I'm talking about is on there.
0: It's pretty, it's
1: pretty freaking bad. Right, whatever. I have, I have to turn the computer on to show you this lovely piece of automotive. Oof.
0: Yeah. Oof. <laughs>
1: You have to do yourselves a favor. And don't yeah. don't Google that one. Yeah,
0: that's come with a warning. It just did. Don't Google that one.
1: All right. So anyway, that was the event this weekend. This coming weekend, we have the new Northeast Flatlanders Toys for Tots off-road run. And trail cleanup. And trail cleanup, which should be fun. Yep. Um, unfortunately, my truck did not get a starter put in in time, so we will be... That's right. Riding up in your Montero. Yep. Um but that's okay. It's gonna it is what it is. So that should be a fun off road event. Show you lots of pictures forthcoming of that one. Uh any other events coming up? Oh, the second weekend in November is the last Cars and Coffee at Lars Anderson. Yeah, November tenth. If it's not snowing out yet. Yeah. Um and then there is another I think that same weekend on the Sunday is the last Cars and Coffee in Salem, New Hampshire. All right, cool. So we get a couple quick things coming up before the season is over, unfortunately, and then Radwood in December in LA, which I'm gonna try to make it to.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, not to like overwhelm people with too much Radwood talk. So, like, I sent, I did shoot some film. Um, I just want to talk about because it, it annoys me. Because I a Rad era of you. Yeah, well. I have two film cameras. I have an OM2 that's been in my family for a long time. It it's was an my Olympus, dad's, correct? Yeah, an Olympus OM2. It was my dad's. He used it for a long time. Then he let me have it, or maybe I just borrowed it and never gave it back. Appropriated it. Yeah, but it's a it's a super nice camera. It's like a really stout mechanical camera. It's never given me any trouble. And I was like, and then I have a Canon Rebel 2000 that I bought brand new in like '03. Uh, When film cameras were still a thing and expensive, so it's a pretty nice camera, even though it's made out of like plastic, and it fits all my Canon lenses, so that's why I like it. But anyways, I uh, everybody was posting up like, oh, I'm gonna shoot Radwood with this film and this vintage camera, and I was like, "Uh, I don't. I was like, I kind of went a little hipster. I was like, all right, I'll use my OM2 instead of using the Rebel 2000. Mm -hmm. And for some weird reason, it's never done this to me before. Only the last ten frames of a 36 roll of film came out like 10, like 26 frames in front of it were all overexposed. Like the back of the camera got opened or something somehow. I mean, is that the case or is it user error? I don't know. I don't know what happened. It doesn't make sense to me because if I loaded the film and I was advancing it and using it, that all of a sudden it would only get to the 10th, the uh, like 26th, exposure and that's when it started to work properly did you
1: change settings
0: no so
1: you pretty much found a
0: spot you felt comfortable and just shot that way all day the only thing i would adjust is the yeah the no yeah i pretty much left the f-stop and i would just adjust the shutter speed which is how you'd get over overexposure no, no no it has the light working light meter okay i did everything exactly the same as what came out in the last 10 frames and those are perfect hmm. and i would just advance the camera with the you know it's the lever right you yeah. remember these from? Oh yeah, the film. No, no, I know. You pull the I, lever. I have p- hit the button. Yeah, I guess. And you. then when I went, to... I've also fired a lot of rolls of film through an OM two. And then when I was done with the film, you flip the other switch to R to reverse it. Yep. And you wind it, and you feel it. You'll feel it. It goes what, in. What kind of noise did it make? It's like, oh, like okay, I don't know. Just but you feel it. Like the resistance stops when it goes into the can, and yep. it just spins freely. Spins. Yeah. And then you pull the top off and you pray that it went all the way in yep. and it did and I took the film out mm. and then sent it off and only 10 exposures came out so that's annoying bizarre. and I sent a bunch of rolls in that uh, I had done in the Rebel 2000 they were fine that's weird
1: yeah you yeah, know I have some experience shooting with an Olympus as well because my father also had an Olympus and when we was were a hot in h- camera in the day when we were in high school we had photography class yeah and I took a photography class and I used to shoot black and white photography glass film mm-hmm. and not only shoot it with the Olympus, but also we used to uh, develop it as well. So yeah, I
0: know. I took, took the same class. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: I couldn't do it anymore, I'm sure. I would not know how to develop film now. No, I don't remember how to do it. I don't it. remember I any of it. Barely remember how to do it. I remember how to use the camera, yeah. obviously, because that's the same principle as using yeah. a digital you know, camera now. But
0: My dad has a mint enlarger if somebody wants to... Enlarge something? Buy it and yeah. <laughs> use it. I don't know what else to do
1: with it. We can it's, learn to use it. It's kind of a... Bu- can you enlarge off of already exposed pictures? You can,
0: right? Yeah, you enlarge from the negative. So does your father know how to use it? Uh, yeah, I'm sure the YouTube videos on how to use it. But so maybe you, we should learn how to use it. No, but you need to set up a dark room. That's we how should, it works. How we need to turn the lights off? It's fine.
1: <laughs> Get red light bulbs. Yeah, no, you had... Not to, a problem at all. No,
0: you actually... Uh, did you do... Yeah, you did those with a... Yeah, you do those with a red light. Because the... I believe you'd put you'd put the film in the enlarger and it had a lens. It's got like a Nikkor lens and then you put your film on the tray of it and that's how you do your enlargement. You're pr- almost taking a picture of a picture. Almost. You're projecting the f- the negative onto, onto a the photographic image. paper. Okay. And then you're exposing it and that's then you take your paper and you put it in the chemicals and it comes out and then you let mm-hmm. it dry. I kind of remember how to do it. I wonder if it's a place where we can use a light, use a dark room still
1: and develop? There probably
0: that. is. There's probably That would like, be kind of cool to do again. Yeah. I I remember the hardest part was getting it out of the can. Right. Without ruining it. You had to do it like to have us practice they put your you put your hands into a, like a bag. It was like a Crown Royal bag or something. Yep. I can't think of anything that was like a small felt bag. No, I think that's what it was actually. Yeah. And you'd you'd pop it with a can opener mm-hmm. and you'd take it out and then you had to put it well this is to practice that so you had it because um, you do it in the full darkness of the dark room
1: right you couldn't see anything
0: so to practice you'd put your hands in the bag and they'd have a mock piece of film and the plastic roll that it goes on and you like would put it in and then like swish your hands back and forth like and it would wrap it onto that plastic thing I
1: do like all these sound effects you're making tonight Oh well, well, yeah That's quite good
0: <laughs> And then what you dunk that in the chemicals and that was explode uh, exploded exploded it yeah. <laughs> expose it and you got arrested for blowing up the and chemical. school, uh, yeah. And then you had to do the fixer. That's right, because it's emulsion.
1: Yeah, the fixer is like it like steadied it. It's it, it uh, steadied it. it. It it made it
0: not um not. Oh my gosh, what are the um, silver oxide? What is that called? That oh, I don't remember. What accepts the light?
1: Listen, you were in high school four years later than me, so I don't remember.
0: Well, no, it's, it, it's interesting because they made the emulsion that holds the... um, It's like silver oxide. I don't remember if
1: it was senior year or junior year, but my 20th, an- my 20th not anniversary um reunion is next year, so I've been out of school oh, for a long well, time. <laughs> I'm not the one
0: that made you say how old you are, but... the uh, <laughs> I'm 37. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> the, um, Oh, man. The old emul- man Brad. But it, no, it's cool because the emulsion is made... The gelatin for the emulsion is made in the factory that's behind my house. So. Yes, it is. Anyway, we've talked about that before. But so yeah, uh, it would what be fun. What were we talking
1: about again? Oh yeah, uh, your cameras didn't work. Yeah, so I, I your overexposed s-
0: pictures. They blame me on the camera. So you can't. That's right too. Next. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't expose color film at home, as far as I know, which is why in high school we did all black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, t- that's a pretty typical, typical DIY thing you do: black and white. So, um. I send stuff off to the Darkroom Lab in California. Thanks. Right,
1: because they also put it on digital for you as well, correct? Yep.
0: And they scan Yeah, that was thanks to uh, Throttle by Cable. Gave me that tip. Nice. Um, it's a cool place. Um, yeah, I was just kind of bummed that that stuff didn't come out. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of annoying. I took the a The stuff bu- that did
1: come out was cool, though.
0: Yeah, and I took stuff with the digital camera, but I was like, I took more with the uh, film, because I was like, oh, I want to go back to doing film, because it's, it's kind of fun every now and then to do it, yep. and then I had to wait to see how they came out. Um, and they didn't come out very well. Nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, it was Ektar 100, too, because um, I had some other photos from Lime Rock earlier in the summer, and some from uh, the Rally Sprint. Was that on the OM2 as well? No, that was the Rebel 2000, but right. I ran... Portra 160, which I think I like better, but anyway, makes really vivid colors. Yeah, it does. So, enough uh, analog film talk.
1: No, it's it's a different talk. I'm sure it's been appreciated by some people who don't want to hear about Mitsubishi anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, you have a Mitsubishi film camera down here. No, I'm just
1: uh, go off topic here.
0: That is a funny story about that. It's because it's just a um, it's a weird thing that people just it's like a cheap camera that people just stick. Uh, any type of logo on. Oh, so
1: it wasn't really a Mitsubishi built camera?
0: No. Hmm. But it was cheap enough, and it's kind of funny.
1: You should take a picture of it, though, and put it on the Mitsubishi Product Collector's USA Facebook page.
0: That's a strangely specific Facebook group. So
1: it used to be... Mitsubishi.
0: Man, I got all these Mitsubishi TVs. It's really cool. You laugh. Hold on. I love lugging around all these giant... It used
1: to be a Mitsubishi Collectors of the Southwest group. Because the person who started it lives in Arizona. Okay. And then he changed it to Mitsubishi Product Collectors USA. Um, And he and a bunch of guys have all Mitsubishi cars. And they have all Mitsubishi audio equipment.
0: Uh, to be fair, I would love a Mitsubishi component stereo system. Right, That's
1: what these guys in the group have. Um, in fact, one of them just got this cool like, mid-80s Mitsubishi Rally Art pencil case the other day, which made me jealous that he had it. Because it was this ridiculous 80s pencil case with the built-in pencil sharpener, and it had a Starion Rally car on the front and said Rally Art <laughs> on the side. And I was like, I want that so bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really nerdy Facebook group that I'm a huge fan of. Because I'm a giant. Oh, that checks out.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denying. Yeah, it. you're right that's, with me, that's, so that's, it's fine. But yeah. Anyway,
1: moving on to the next subject. Uh, events are over. Photography is over. I. Have you have some Craig. Craig, Craig don't, tells me Craig for don't me. tell me. Craig,
0: don't tell me. Craig, you. Craig don't tell me. I've got. Craig, uh, Craig don't tell me. I tell you. to. Three, four, five, six. We so got six. Ooh, can we get through six? We can get through six. All right. Will
1: people listen through six? That is the question. This one... Are people d- made it this far in this episode? I think that they're going to make it through six. Greg, right. Greg, don't tell me. I this. think you're going to get this Craig, one... Greg, don't
0: tell me. ...pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, the first line is exactly what it is, so I'm going to skip that. Okay. Matching numbers. Hmm, old car. Yep. Agave green, tan leatherette, four-speed... Runs but doesn't stop. Needs brakes in a Guibo.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a BMW 2002. Wow. <laughs> it sure is. Well, first of all, nobody but BMW owners says uh, Guibo. Or Agave Green. Or Agave Green. Yeah. So I knew it was older than an E30 because he said numbers matching. Yeah. And I don't think numbers matching E30s are really a thing unless they're an M3. They probably are. I don't know. But yeah, 2002. They're probably getting there. So it's 2002. I can't tell you what year it was. It I'm says a 73? Like
0: 71 BMW 1600 okay. 02, 2002. I don't know what that it's a 2002 means. 2002
1: style body shell, but a 1600 engine. So I don't think it's oh, technically okay. a 2002. I don't know how that works. I'm not a BMW guy. I, I want
0: to read the rest of it because it's great. So it's sold as is, where is. Dry car with good floors, good motor, some rust mitigated already. What if I want to buy it somewhere else? Car is currently at Route 44 Auto, which is my father's dealership. All right, this is the best part. How much I is lo- that? How much is that car? Uh, it's cheap. It's four grand. Wow, that seems like a good deal. Um, it's got some spots on it, but they've already mitigated, according to the ad. Yeah, it looks like around the rear wheel, though. Hmm. But uh, I'll show it to you after the, the show. Anyway, it says uh, this is my. You favorite. probably shouldn't. Cause I don't want to bring it home. <laughs> I would love to mess with an old 2002 or an early early three series. Like a three twenty,
1: yeah, E twenty one, yeah,
0: I would definitely, yeah, those are
1: nice. I know you guys got a couple. I would of definitely
0: those. like to play with an older German car just to experience yeah. it. I like get NSU you can and, and play a, around and with hate myself. Yeah. No, I want to like an actual car I can drive. <laughs> you can drive the NSU; it runs and drives, <laughs> like drive like a normal car. Oh well. Anyway,
1: th- I daily that thing for a while. Go ahead.
0: The last part is my favorite. It Says no trades. I don't want to hear about BMW history or your car. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: probably somebody is he call, but I had one of these yeah. back in 1983, and it was the best car I ever yeah. had. I'm going to
0: tell you everything I know about 1600s and 2000s. Yep. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> you, you can keep that to yourself and just buy my car. What year is that car? 71. So it's a square taillight car. Must be, yeah. Yeah. All right. One of one. This Next. one's this one's a little uh a little bit longer, but I like it. Um let's see. This is one of those Craigslist ads that like somebody spent a ton of time writing out and is really proud of themselves for writing it out. So I'm not I'm gonna skip the first part Wait, seventy one looks on like yeah. a square tail car. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right
1: a round tail car, I mean.
0: So this is kind of going to give it away. So diesels have a rightfully earned enthusiastic following, not because they're pretty or fast or particularly exciting to drive, but because they're awesome. Last forever and make great... (laughs) Not because they're good in any way. They're just awesome. (laughs) Last forever, make great veggie oil conversions, have the smoothest ride, lots of room for carrying people and stuff, and a chock full of the kind of reliability and character that only Germanic engineering can deliver.
1: All right, so now we're German. You gave it away right there. It's either a Benz or a Volkswagen.
0: All right. If you're one of the ones that knows and loves these cars, you already know all that. If you're not, this ad's probably not for you. So it's one of those ads. Yep. (laughs) Now, why I'm partying with the iconic car, I find that I have one car too many, and this is the one that has to go. Otherwise, I'll keep it forever. Close. Hmm. I got this from one of the ones who as a trusted friend offered to make this the daily driver I needed before I took possession. If I would only pay for parts, great deal. Couldn't resist. But as it turned out, I'd only driven it occasionally. And now that I don't work anymore, I don't need it at all. Hmm. The price I'm asking is what I have not two. And it's only been driven locally and occasionally. Blah, 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 blah. Any other guesses?
1: There's no other description of the car other than just a general talk about diesels and the fact that he got from yeah. somebody knows what it yeah. is. Yeah,
0: the good runs very strong, starts every time, inspected last year, not winter driven, always garaged. Uh, new glow plugs, valves adjusted, new manual fuel pump primer, new water pump, coolant flush, new alternator brushes, new biodiesel compatible fuel lines, oh, new tires. It's definitely
1: a Mercedes because those are the ones that go biodiesel. And you said it wasn't a 300d, so it's probably a 280. Lower. Two fifty. 240. A 240. Okay, I I'm not sure of the number is. 75
0: Mercedes diesel. 240.
1: I had the right year, didn't I? A 75 at first. A 74, maybe. Yeah. It's you're talking. You're talking engine size differences. You're not talking anything else. Is that so. what that is? Yeah. And it's a four-cylinder non-turbo diesel. They
0: are like painfully slow, right? Especially like, that one. Like glacially yeah. <laughs> slow. <laughs> yeah, especially that one. And especially running on French fry oil. I don't think it makes a big difference in power. But just smells better. Just smells better. It's harder to it's harder to keep fueled though. I mean this is like a ridiculously long ad, it's so funny.
1: Yeah, so I I'll I'll I won't take credit for that one I guess. Maybe I should. But you gave that one away.
0: <laughs> and if heaven forbid you get in an accident, it will protect you as well as a panzer would. That's an exaggeration. To say that's an exaggeration? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't crash this. Yeah.
1: It's a at the end of the day it's a seventy four. It won't protect you that well. So anyway I'd say I got that one. Alright. We'll give you that one. Half point. Alright, one point five. One point five out of two, not too bad. Alright.
0: This one will be a little harder. Great condition. Never been an accident. Non smoker car. Mm. Must sale ASAP. Mm. Eighty thousand miles. Need new tires. Call or text me, Renee.
1: I can't get it off of that description. <laughs> this is not this is not good. <laughs> And this is the, you basically just said car has wheels. <laughs> Call me.
0: That's what I searched. Car.
1: Well, that's not a good description. I can't. I can't. I, that could be. Any, that could be any car you've ever gotten, made. You've gotten some darker ones. No, that could be any
0: car ever made. Car. 80,000 miles needs tires. Call me Renee. The best part two is that um, for the location, it just says near you, Boston. Oh good. <laughs> so not only is it any car, it's really any car, because it could be anywhere. It's pretty cheap though, and I kinda want it. And it's What country uh, did it come from? USA. Jesus. It's, it's barely a Rad Era vehicle. It's teal. The fastback. Barely Rat Era?
1: I mean, a teal fastback. Se-
0: it's second year of a new body style.
1: An 80 Mustang. No, barely rad era. That's barely rad era. It's 80. Oh, That's okay. the first oh, year of yeah. rad era. All right, you're in the- I went the wrong side of it, obviously. Yeah. So it's the other end of it. So it's yeah. for 99 or something. It's American fastback. Yeah. Aqua green from yeah. 99. Oof. Do they make probes anymore then? I think they did, but it's at the point. Oh, man. Uh, Firebird.
0: So close. Camaro. Even closer. A Corvette? Yeah. It's what a, a C- weird description for a Corvette. The 98 C5 says manual.
1: What a weird description. How for much is that car?
0: $9,000. That's a deal. In a manual. It's a weird teal with chrome wheels.
1: However, did uh, they make that car in teal? Oh, that's blue. It's bluish teal. That's the C5 launch blue. That is blue. That's teal. You're wrong. That's definitely teal. That's definitely blue. That's not blue. That's the car they launched the C5. The C5 launch car was that blue.
0: Grand Sports are blue. Grand Sports are dark blue. That's bright blue. That's blue. That's teal. It's the launch color for a C5. Listeners can comment. That is, go look at the launch color for a C5. Yeah,
1: it's blue. No, that's teal. hard blue. Anyway, I'm gonna call shenanigans on that one because that was legitimately car needs tires. Buy it, please. Yeah, I can't guess I a car say over all that. Be easy. No, they have to have a, have a snowball's chance in hell of, exi- of getting it right.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't maybe want to give it away. Well, maybe you gotta pick better damn cars. <laughs> all right. Hello, Craigslist. Here I have an unfinished project that I'm willing to trade for pretty much anything at all.
1: Oh, this guy is super creepy. It's got to be a windowless van. <laughs>
0: This is a blank with clean mass title. We might know this car. I am professional full-time <laughs> oh, mechanic, <good. laughs> not a driveway warrior. Over 200,000 original on body. This is what's going to clue you in. 100,000 on the ABZ V8 engine with new timing belt and components. This is unfinished swap and I have lots of new parts to finish the swap. This pile of stuff costs well over 4 grand. The original engine is gone, and the front end is off the car. The ABZ is not in, but is sitting indoors and attached to the original uh, training with adapter plate and stage one clutch. I have almost everything to make, full exhaust, new starter, blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, Parts will to swatch, too much list, uncut ABZ harness, ABZ ESU. Did you say Uh, ABZ
1: V8? Yep. That's an Audi V8. Yep. So
0: the original locking rear diff on the car works.
1: It's got a locking rear diff. Yep.
0: Okay, so
1: if it's if it's an if it's an Audi V8. Yep. It can only be one of a couple of different cars. Okay. Is this an engine that would have come in the car originally, or is it swapped? To it's a V8? swap project. Okay, so that makes it harder because now it could be literally any Audi. Um. But it says locking rear diff doesn't say anything but locking center diff. Nope, just locking rear. So is it an Audi 90? It is. Okay. So like a 90 to 92 Audi 90 sedan. Or coupe quadra. So Probably a sedan.
0: 95 sedan.
1: Okay, yeah, same car.
0: Okay. It's up in Gloucester. We might know this person.
1: <laughs> probably do. That's kind of a cool swap, though.
0: It actually looks, yeah, it's not done, but it looks like a cool idea. And it's going to be a five-speed? Yeah. Is it cheap? Nope,
1: I don't want to know. But I'm going to finish it. Doesn't I mean, matter. it's listed for it. a dollar. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I would buy it for a dollar.
0: <laughs> Over 200 and just the new parts of the engine itself.
1: I'm glad I got that one. Makes up for the last dumb one. And that one actually was pretty obscure, too, because that is an engine swap car.
0: Yeah.
1: So, the, But the only thing that could have gone into, I think, at that point, ain't, the only thing anybody would bother swapping into would be a $4,000, a 5000 or an Audi yeah. ninety.
0: So... Well, it's not fun if they're super easy. Yeah, but i
1: got to have a chance, man. That other one is not good. All right. It's not good. When I pick these for you, like, if there's no way you can get it, I don't pick it.
0: I was doing that, and then you were, like, getting them any, like, you are getting them too easily, because you're better at it than I am, so I had to go really hard with them.
1: Yeah, but really hard? <laughs> it's like car. Buy it, please. Yeah. That doesn't help.
0: All right. How about this one? 70,000 mileage, adult owned. The car is kept... The car is garage-kept all year round and not driven in the rain. New exhaust, stock, no modifications done. Inspection recently passed, no rust or rot, as you can see. The car runs and drives as it should, definitely worth every penny. How much is the pennies? It's They are asking $7,200. It's a
1: clean early first-gen No. Okay. Again, there's no description on this car at all. You, it you're, is you're, a, you're picking these cars that have zero description about the car.
0: It is a two-door coupe. It is from the late '80s. That could be a Mustang. Uh, you're in the right segment,
1: so it could be a Camaro. Close, Fiber. Yep. Yeah. I see. I, I'm. I'm. We're gonna have to have somebody. Somebody else gonna have to submit to you these cars because then like in that one there was just like, here's a car with 70,000 miles, never driven in the rain. Yeah. That's the only description. Yeah. You can't pick with that. That could be anything. Yeah, it could, uh, Literally any car. That doesn't help me. Yeah.
0: I want to try some hard ones on you. That's not hard. That's impossible. All right. So that that is too hard, so I yes. won't do it that way.
1: The segment fails when the car is not described at all.
0: I mean, it's a pretty clean-looking 88 GTA. I'm sure it is. But if I were to sell
1: you my um, 1984 Mitsubishi Starion, I could be like, car for sale, 88,000 miles. 10,000 miles on engine. Has rust.
0: You would never get it. Nope. Yeah. Here, I got an even harder one for you. Oh, good. Because the First? only... Good. I'll give you the Call gear. Dawn. I have a car. <laughs> I'll give you the year 72.
1: Okay, Cutlass.
0: 130 miles. 130,000
1: miles? I don't know. Oh, okay. What else is the description? That's it. Oh, what did you even pick that as Craig Greg Don't tell me?
0: You were really close. Chevelle. No. You're you're in the GM though, okay.
1: Seventy two, I don't know Nova. Uh, upscale Cadillac DeVille. Lower scale, <laughs> Pontiac Parisi- Parisian. <laughs> uh,
0: I think it's I think they were one level above Pontiac.
1: Buick. Yeah. Century. Nope. Seventy two Riviera. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Boattail review.
1: Still, I, I can't believe you even saved that one to go Craig, Greg, don't tell me with. <laughs> Car for sale,
0: 1972, 130 I mean, the, miles. the pictures are great, too. It's like a cut off three-quarter view of the back. Is it the one in Peabody? Uh, no, Eskushnit. Eskushnit? Eskushnit. 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 Eskushnit.
1: Eskushnit. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. Eskushnit. Right.
1: Anyway, I hate you tonight. These are all awful. Is there any more, or is that it? No, that's it. That's because that car is so big he couldn't fit it in frame. He's probably got a point-and-shoot camera.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a cool-looking
1: car. I could find a Craigslist ad in 10 seconds that was better than all of those combined.
0: Whatever. No, I'm just
1: angry because you make me seem oh, no. bad at the game. <laughs> I'm,
0: I don't, I'm upset because I didn't get cars right because I know everything there is no, about identifying cars. because you cars. didn't give me enough information. Because I had to make it harder. You were getting it too easily. Yeah, All right. but there's a, there's, a, there's a middle ground. All right. Well, I found the upper limit of difficulty, and now I'll dial it back. Yeah. It's not a big okay, deal. Okay. Like, this one here would be a good one. Ready?
1: I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to read me. you one. Give All right. Ready? <laughs> Korean War Vehicle.
0: Fully restored. 24-bolt.
1: Non-operational 30 caliber machine gun. All new interior.
0: So, it's like a three-quarter ton truck? Nope. No. It's a, ha- I don't know, a half-track? No. It's think not, a, not it, a Jeep? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's a 52 Willys. All right. Willis. But see? Now, there was more. See the information that came along with that one? You didn't get it right. I told you what war it was from, the fact that it had 24 volts and it had a 30-caliber <laughs> machine gun. Now, you knew it wasn't going to be an 84 Camaro because it had a 30-caliber machine
0: gun and it was from the Korean War. Right, you were getting them way too easily. That's all I'm saying Before. I don't know. Whatever.
1: I'm just angry because
0: I guess so so wrong. I realize you get so salty over it. I think
1: what you need to do is you need to pick cars that have good descriptions but are obscure. Yeah. Like, that would be a better way to go about it because a good description is necessary to get anything. I'm going to have to go nationwide in my search. You can go nationwide. I just went into – I just tied Willys in just to see what there was.
0: See, originally I did the upper year range is 1950 because I wanted to get really old stuff. Yep. And nothing uh, older than like 1980s is for sale right now. Or the 70s is for sale right now locally. Yeah, well, I guess Just cause cause it's, it's a 31 Willys. Oh, weird.
1: 31 Willys Victoria. A couple like, like that is really neat. And would be a hard one to get because it's super obscure. And like, I don't know, it looks like a Model A, but it's a Willys. Oh
0: well, you should have just done that one with me.
1: Well, I, I just—I was just trying to explain to you how easy it is to get good ones, oh. and you don't have to be like—you're
0: not playing the game right. <laughs> <that> you invented.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: God damn it, Andrew! All right. Yeah, okay.
1: I just pick cars. Like I can type in like Corvair and find a random Corvair. Oh,
0: see, I do like a year, so I get like a weird old cars for per year. But all right regardless uh if there's listener submitted ones send them to us individually please yeah uh, don't send
1: them <laughs> to the main
0: cuz we can both see the main yes. uh, mailboxes for On off topic yes. so send them to us individually uh, all right, i'm going to do one more for you all right all right ready one restorable
1: 6 door suburban 6, six door window van in solid condition for north carolina no body filler that I can find. Is a VW van? Title and odometer say 12,000 original miles. Some conditions substantiate this. Others do not. Ford
0: Econoline van?
1: Nope. Automatic, no motor. Also, 61 parts vehicle, rough and rusty, but complete with two engines.
0: Corvair van?
1: Yes. <laughs> See, I even gave it away with saying Corvair ahead of time. But the parts van says, the engine in the parts van ran when parked, and there's another rebuilt engine fresh inside the van. <laughs> pictures coming soon. <laughs> oh, well, they had to describe it because they didn't even put pictures up of it. Right, but nonetheless, those pictures of the van, pictures of the second van are coming soon. The first van is pictures. And honestly, for four grand, I'd buy the shit out of that van. Yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> you would. And you would ride in the Corvair van, no problem at all. All right. Anyway, that's how it should be played. Okay. All right.
0: Notes taken.
1: Yeah, they should be taken. All right.
0: All right. As always, follow us on Facebook, Auto Off Topic Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Auto Off Topic.
1: Or after listening to this episode, don't ever follow us again.
0: No, you should definitely always follow us.
1: I know, I'm kidding.
0: Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Race and Anger.
1: And where can
0: they find Brad?
1: They can find me at TSISS350. All right. On Instagram please send Andrew good Craig Craig Don't Tell Me ads because he can't find them on his own.
0: Brad's not good enough to get the hard ones. Mm, He's not bad. psychic enough.
1: Actually, we should leave that up to the listeners. How? What was the problem with today's Craig Craig Don't Tell Me? Was it Andrew's poor choices or Brad's poor guesses? I bet
0: some people got them.
1: Ain't no way in hell unless it was a total <laughs> random guess. Like the guy playing Trivial Pursuit that guesses orangutan for every answer and eventually he gets a right answer can
0: scream into your ham radios to tell us. Yeah. Anyway. All right. As always, this train wreck. <laughs> Keep cars analog and aim for the roses.